Once again, did you guys watch John Oliver? Yes. Yes. Is he ripping us off completely every week? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm happy to have him as a listener, but he doesn't even try to hide it anymore after when he did The Wind of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought about um, like Thursday last week and then forgot about it, about running a, we should do an online, you know, stupid pastor killed by or infected by COVID after keeping their church open. Oh, we're going to have a COVID death pool for religious mm. people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one thing. Do you have in here the um, Muslims and how they are not closing their uh, church, I, not a temple? There was one story in the news feed, and it, uh, I don't know, to me it didn't, it wasn't that big of news, so I left it out. I mean, we talked about it was, this. It was mainly just about Trump talking about how uh, Christians are, are persecuted in this country way more than Muslims are. <laughs> No, the Ramadan's next week, I think, starts. Oh, sounds like something they would do. End of this week, I believe. I was just going to say, Karen, it's called a mosque. Thank you, <laughs> mosque. <laughs> Can't, couldn't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call their prey house again? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, since yeah, since Ramadan is, is starting up, um, a lot of the imams are saying that they you know it's it's obligatory. You have to go to prayer multiple times a day multiple times a week so it is not just the christians Welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash profanearg, and you can come chat with us directly while we record in Discord on Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Or if you can't do that, you could still send us something on our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week, we'll be talking about... I didn't even put anything in here. It's like 90% COVID because that's that's it. That's that's all we are anymore. That's <laughs> We talk about it. We're stuck at home because of it. And not all of us, though, but we'll get into that. My rights are being trampled. <laughs> yeah, oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> So, again, just want to plug it. CFI has a misinformation page if you want to take a look at it. It's the Coronavirus Resource Center. Also, there's uh, a link to the dashboard, which is on – actually, I have no idea what webpage that is on. ArcGIS.com, I think. It has all the recent numbers of the coronavirus all over the world. You can specify country and drill down. Uh, a lot of good information on those two pages. They are on the website. There is an, actually a new one for Pennsylvania, too, if you are a Pennsylvania listener, which we'll link on the page, which has um, broken down by zip code. Oh, yes. So we can add that. Is that is true. And yes, Jeff is correct. It is through Johns Hopkins. Now that he says that, that does sound correct. So the first thing that I have on my list, uh, progressive faith groups in Texas are now fighting the abortion ban that Texas put in place for the pandemic. So we talked about this last week, I believe. Due to the pandemic, 
Texas came out with a new law that says we're going to ban all abortions because abortion, <laughs> providing an abortion that takes precious doctors away from <laughs> dealing with the coronavirus, which isn't true. They're different, different physicians, whatever. <laughs> but a group of progressive faiths in Texas are arguing against the abortion ban by claiming religious liberty. Whoa! And I thought this was funny because it, they say that it's an extension of the insistence on one particular theological point of view as the official governmental theological point of view, which is totally inappropriate and robs other groups such as us from our religious beliefs. It, so it superimposes the ultra-Orthodox Christian point of view over top of anything that, that we might believe, which is absolutely true if, you know, you're a member of the Satanic Temple because they believe that ruling over yourself, you, you can't touch any of, of that. But in this case, it's other Christian groups saying, no, stop doing that. And That's they're awesome. using their religious freedom as their argument. Got them in a logic loop. <laughs> Good for them. It is, and it, I know I always bring this up, but it's amazing how a pandemic breaks out and most people go, oh, boy, how can I help? This is horrible. But there's other people who go, oh, boy, how can I exploit this? How can I steal people's money? How can I, you know, reduce their rights? Right. Like, yeah. you, I, I, again, Ian, remember, it's a tough job hating the gays. But, you know, it's also a tough job fucking over people who want abortions. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're just like, I mean, anything that gets thrown their way, it's like, how does this affect the one thing I think about every fucking morning and how can I work it? Mm -hmm. Right. It's amazing. And it reminds me of uh, this graphic that I saw was uh, Newsweek, I think it was. It's uh, My Body, My Choice, Trump 2020, and it's a picture of a face mask with an X over it. Unbe unbelievable. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of cognitive dissonance there. <laughs> so I was going to talk about it eventually. I don't know if I have any direct stories about all the protests going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I got into a fairly heated discussion with my coworkers earlier. Was it last week? Was it yesterday? I think it was just yesterday. Man, these days take so long. <laughs> so we have a meeting every day. I, got, I think it's partially to make sure that we all are aware that we still have to, you know, go to work, quote unquote, um, <laughs> online. But in this meeting, one of my coworkers said that their brother-in-law was headed down to Harrisburg to participate in the protest. Oh. So I asked about it. I'm like, all right, so so what is the goal here? And he's like, well, he's just upset because he can't go out and do things that he wants to do, and he thinks that it's government overstep. I can't go to Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> and his argument was that there was a law saying that you can't go out, and that's government overreach. And I'm like, there... There is no law. Mm -mm. It's a policy that was put out by the governor. It is not a state law. If it were a state law that you had to stay in your home, ha has he already been arrested? Because he left his home just to go protest, just to stand with people in the street. So he expects to be arrested then, right? I don't know about you guys. I have state troopers blocking every exit out of Milford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how people think this is a governmental overreach when it, all it is is the government saying, look, we, we would like to have fewer people die. Could you please participate in this? Like, if, eventually, like even in New York, there is no fine. Like, they have a lot of rules. Uh, Cuomo's put out a lot of stipulation about 
you know, don't do this. These sorts of businesses shouldn't be open. Nobody's been fined. They haven't instituted any fine or jail time for breaking these rules. I think in New York City, somebody got fined for something. Maybe disturbing the peace or, you know. uh, Well, I think it was some kind of party. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I might be telling tales out of school here. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of anything. Now, businesses can can get into trouble for, for being open when they shouldn't. Right. But an individual person on the street, to my knowledge, even even New York, which is you know the heaviest hit, I didn't think that was the case. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's well, cer- it's certainly not the, rampant. <laughs> it's funny too because when they poll people in obviously in the bigger cities, they're like, "No, we're okay with this." Yeah, you know, this is fine. But these people are all getting played, and they don't realize it. Right? Like, do you, did you, I mean you heard about these? The people organizing all these uh, protests are all. F- the same three dudes. Did you hear yes. about this? Yeah. yeah what is that's it? That's often the case. But again, uh, weren't they uh, some sort of uh, pro gun advocacy group? Yeah, yes. they're three. They're three brothers or something like that, and they're provocateurs and and Second Amendment nuts. And they're all they're they're all live in different places. One of them is Wisconsin Knights for the Second Amendment, and then one's like Pennsylvanians. And they organized all these things mm-hmm. because even if five people show up, the media will cover it. Right. If I read correctly, this group of brothers, they, they call out Republicans who aren't Second Amendment strong enough. And, and they have said that, like, the NRA is fairly weak on on their stance toward pro- being pro-gun. What more do these fuckers want? <laughs> I don't know. Tanks? Bazookas? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Surface-to-air missiles? And what, I mean, what is it going to take? What What is their goal with these protests? The only thing How does not- this further their pro-gun agenda? Oh, there's a thing to donate money mm. I saw on their site. Mm. It's to, a, uh, it, it, the, and the other overarching one, too, is this is the very narrow window that Trump has found to, for re-election. It's a really stupid narrow window. But if he can convince enough people to you know keep the press occupied by following these people around, and there is no additional death, which is the very narrow window part because that ain't going to happen – then it makes all of the scientists look like they overreacted. It makes it look like the Democrats look like they were, they overreacted, and it makes him seem like a viable candidate still. Right. Well, okay. Well, first of all, to to that point, we're, we're going to get to that point. Mm. That's because, as you've heard on this show, everyone is dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we'll put all these measures in place. They will work because they work. People will say, "See, we overreacted. Wasn't that big of a deal." So, I was talking about this earlier with my wife. It's the same people who start taking their antidepressant meds and go, mm-hmm. oh, I've been feeling better. I think I can stop my meds. Well, no. The reason you're feeling better it's because is because you're taking these steps. The same thing with, with this COVID-19. As soon as it starts to get better, people go, oh, see, we overreacted. No, we reacted appropriately. That's why you guys are Safe. alive enough to downplay this. Mm. And, not, and we didn't even really do that. But no. oh yeah. yeah, we're doing a terrible yeah. job. But it's still I, I, I mean, right? We're yeah, doing terrible we're jobs me. better than a horrible job, <laughs> right? And the sad part is, is that no matter how many people die, I'm just, I mean, again, this is a little high, but say a million people died from this, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's always going to be from Trump. Oh, it could have been way worse if I didn't do anything. Right? It could have been two million. Yeah. It would have been five million if I didn't. Do oh anything. my goodness! There are 330 million people in this country. Somehow he saved billions of lives. <laughs> he saved everybody's life four times. <laughs> and Ian, don't forget, even though he's been president for one, two, oh, three years now, mm. right? 
he was left with a broken system. He was. He inherited yeah. those faulty tests. Yeah, from was, they, they cleaned six the kitchen ago. Clean yeah. the kitchen out. The, the faulty. <laughs> that he, was the argument that I love. The faulty tests that he inherited. The tests for the coronavirus that the Obama administration just really screwed up. The coronavirus <laughs> didn't exist three years ago. Well, this is the nineteenth version of the coronavirus. So <laughs> clearly. <laughs> What what is her name? What I can't remember. Kellyanne. Uh, Kellyanne. Yeah. I'm so filled with rage. I by picturing her face. I can't think of her name. Yeah, Kellyanne. Okay. Well, Rush she, started it though. Oh, did did he? Yes. Yeah. She was the first one that I had seen that said that this is the 19th one. We should know what we're doing by now. Mm-hmm. Right now, again, I've got to wonder: is she that ignorant and misinformed, or was that an obvious? like talking point to justify Trump cutting aid to the World Health Organization. Oh, I am I am quite <laughs> sure that she is well aware that it's named for the year and not oh, because no. it's number I say it's a little from column A and a little from column B. <laughs> really? I I'm positive that someone just said that in a meeting and nobody checked on it. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure she heard it on Rush Limbaugh because Rush said it. And she listens to him, I'm sure, to get her talking points. Yeah, and as we know, our president gets his talking points from Fox News, too. As John Oliver showed us, mere hours after somebody says something, he starts Parrots. parroting it. Yeah. So if she, if you think she knew for a fact, does she go home and just be completely belittled by her husband and how so. stupid the <laughs> statements that she makes? Because the stuff he posts is pretty informed. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's intelligent and he's, a, you know... He's very pointed in his criticism of of Trump. It, yeah. I find it amusing. I don't know how how this works between the two of them. Right. Oh, he, he must they, have yeah. some compromising pictures of her or something. <laughs> oh, they just have tons of money together. They're the mm. new. Didn't didn't James Carville and his wife do this shtick ten years ago, fifteen yeah. years not, ago? Not like this though. Well, this we is... didn't have we didn't have a game show host, a failed game right. show host turned clown president. <laughs> I mean, they di- they disagreed on level. policy. I mean, James right. Carville didn't come out and be like, my wife's boss is a fucking retard. <laughs> In fairness, his wife's boss is a retard. <laughs> Truth to power. <laughs> so uh, we give uh, Andrew Cuomo quite a bit of uh, credit on this show because, I mean, he does say things that are similar to Trump. Like, the more I listen to him, when the more I hear these phrases, then mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not an intelligent thing. But we've, we've done the most testing at any. I've heard he does the Trump things all the time. But for some reason, it doesn't come off as so jerky. Right. And, and <laughs> well, not pure he's, ignorance. He's actually trying to do the right thing, I think, as opposed to Trump, who is not trying to do the right thing. That's the yeah. big difference. So I got to give him a little bit more credit, though, because this last week on one of his uh, conference, I think it was during the conference. In any case, this last week, he made the statement, our behavior has stopped the spread of the virus. God did not stop the, the spread of the virus. And what we do, how we act will dictate how the virus spreads. For a Catholic person on television who's in charge of a state to say God did not stop the spread of the virus, that's pretty significant to me. And I, I got to give him a little bit of credit for that. Nice. Um, yes. Before we go any further, I wanted to follow up on something Jared was saying about oh, sure. the protests because mm-hmm. I thought he was very right. Is that the one of my least favorite parts is no matter how, you know, insignificant it was, you wouldn't know that. Thanks, media. Mm. 
They made me, you know, pro- I would guess, again, I don't have numbers, so I'm only going to make wild speculations that I want to think about. But like nationwide, I I'd, I would be stunned if there were 5,000 total protesters. You would have thought there were 5 million protesters in each state capital from what I saw on the news. Yeah, I mean, it was they absurd. Made, they it made was. it seem like Harrisburg was mobbed. Oh, my goodness. And it was like 100 people. Yeah. With half a dozen signs. And a, a good third of the people were the, the people that always show up at protests and the ones that say, you know. Um, <laughs> I got a closet full of signs and nowhere to go. Well, yeah. It, it's the, you know, uh, the, the, it's the God hates fags people. They were all there. I watched, I'm sure. Yeah. I watched a video. I didn't watch the whole thing because it was an hour and a half long. But there was an hour and a half video on YouTube of just some person wandering around this crowd. And it was not that big of a crowd. I just skipped through it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, there was like 200 people there and a few cars driving, well, trucks driving through. It it was not that big, but we made the national news. Yay, Pennsylvania. They all did. And it mm. was, you know, the fact that it would be, and again, I to a degree, I understand. I feel like, like we said at the top of this show, the, the regular news is like, oh, something to talk about that isn't COVID-19 entirely. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, of course, we're going to report on this like crazy. You know, so protests we, everywhere. We all just need to remember... And look back at this and go, there were people out there attacking 5G cell towers. Yeah. Because of this. <laughs> These are our people. They are. Same species as you and me, believe it or not. That's a whole bunch the, of stupid. The, the ABC News is saying that there were actually around 2,000. It says that there were thousands of protesters, over 2,000 in total. To me, none of the pictures show that many people. No. No. Maybe they were all spread out six feet apart. <laughs> maybe maybe they were keeping the distance. Good for them. They weren't. The best part is, too, is like none of them have the same story or reason why they're there. No. <laughs> it's the government. It's the aliens. It's the, you know, it's the Democrats. It's it's insanity. Like, my friend is down with his parents now this whole time, and they're big Fox News watchers. Mm. And um, I go, so what's it like in the house there? I'm like, what's the story? He goes, oh, total conspiracy. You know this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I go, by who? He's like. Obama. I go, that's the narrative in your house? He goes, yep, it is all Obama. I go, it's three fucking years since he's been president. Nope, it's Obama and Joe Biden. It's some kind of sneaky plan between them. And I go, and I send him, I go, they watch those Trump briefings and like, don't get fucking scared or think he's a fucking asshole. They're like, nope, they love it. They love it. How can you watch that briefing and not just think the entire time what a fucking moron this guy is? Because you don't take it as seriously as you should, and people loved it when Roddy Roddy Piper would come out and kick shit, spit in people's faces, and that's what they think it is. It's a fucking game. Not all everybody, this particular group of people. I think it's probably true of a lot of people, though. Yeah, it, it is. It's reality TV. That's all it is. It's not real. I mean, them, listen. Somehow. <laughs> listen, and I'm not going to lie. If they had interviewed Obama one time at a briefing and someone gave him some asshole question or something like that, and he looked down and he was just like, why don't you uh, suck a dick and moved on to another question? I'd be like, dude, that dude's fucking cool. I'm voting for him. <laughs> All right. I, you got a point. I can't argue. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's, that's not unfair if any of his if any of Obama's foreign policy was like, I will show that leader my pimp hand strong. <laughs> I would have been like, yep, 12 more years. Hey, and speaking of that, I got to give some props to our governor, Governor uh, Tom Wolf, because mm. I would like, granted, his briefings aren't long or as interesting as Cuomo's or, or as exciting and, and ludicrous as Trump's, but it's usually just business. But someone had asked him a question 
and said, what do you say to those businesses that have employees that aren't going to come back to work because they're making too much money on unemployment? Cut back to Wolf and he goes, well, as a former business owner, my answer is this. Pay your employees better. <laughs> Mic drop. And just moved on to the next question. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. If the, if the stimulus is, is enough to make them want to do that, come on. Yeah. You're not paying them enough. Yeah. I do, it's funny because when, when I started, for, first started watching Wolf um, and um, Rachel uh, when they do their things, I'm like, they're so – I don't want to say boring, but they're so logical Pla- and straightforward. Classic. Placid. That's a good word yeah. for it. They're very placid, but it's comforting after a while. After all the nonsense and craziness, it's nice to be able to just watch them. They go, here are the numbers. Here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're going to do it. And it's all very calm, and I like it. We're never yeah. going to get to the uh, to the list here, but um, yeah, I, was, I was going to also comment on one of the, the Trump ones where one of the reporters was like, how how is it that you come out here, you know, you have all these people dying and all this stuff going on, people saying they need tests and they, their unemployment is the highest and went since whenever. How is it you can come out here and just spend the time praising yourself? <laughs> I, I'm just like, wow, a reporter actually asked him that. That was amazing. Yeah, I got to say, the press has been kind of ramping it not, up. Not taking a shit. You see him railing on that one reporter from CBS? Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. There's been two of them CBS in the last week or so. They're not having guess, it anymore. Guess, you, know what it, you know what probably is, is because, you know, a lot of times you hear that these reporters don't ask the hard questions or don't go hard in because they want to get access. But since this thing's so fucking stupid and nothing important ever comes out of it, mm. they'll probably be like, whatever, kick us out. We don't care. We have somebody you're else not- in rotation. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, you're not saying anything important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever. Hmm. All right. I think I'm going to hit on some of the misinformation. Uh, again, 90% of it I throw away because it's just, it's repetitive and we've already talked about it. But first, a couple things. A chiropractor is telling his, the people who, well, anybody he can, I guess, that they need to take, in order to fight the virus, they need to take quinine and Schweppes. <laughs> what? Man, you lost me at chiropractor yeah. and you killed me at Schweppes. Like, that's the <laughs> lowest of all the ginger ales. Yeah, like, why? That, said, does he have take some quinine and Seagram's? I would have been like, I'm with you. <laughs> Canada Dry? Sure. It's made with real ginger. He probably has stock at Schweppes. <laughs> It's probably a penny stock. So. No, there I, I is. don't know. I don't know why. Why are you listening to your chiropractor uh, mm. for the coronavirus? And, and right. Why Schweppes? What? Huh? Because quinine it has actual quinine in it. And quinine is used for malaria. There is a tenuous connection of nonsense there. Uh, then the second one that got me, uh, a chiropractor... Is publicizing uh, vitamin C. He says you should get an an IV of vitamin C and pump that shit into your blood. Oh, that seems like a bad idea. What is the deal with fucking chiropractors? I don't know. <laughs> no. there were, by the way, there were two more chiropractors, but they were saying the same ridiculous shit, so I didn't leave them on the list. Mm. Again, crazy. I've noticed that they're staying open. You know, they so are they, staying open. But, and my local chiropractor had released a commercial that had actually won me back in favor of chiropractors. Thankfully, the show shook me back into <laughs> some semblance of reality because our chiropractor was like, hey, hospitals are really busy right now. Are you having some kind of back pain? Give us a try first. Give them a break. I could probably sort it out. And I was like, OK, I don't I don't hate you for saying that. Hmm. And, and then the quinine and Schweppes. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> chiropractic. 
Listen, never mind. I ha- and I've told I've had the worst chiropractor experience. Remember, I told the story about when I tried to cancel my appointments and leave, mm-hmm. and they they hit the alarm button, and everybody was like, "You came to us," and they were yelling at me and all this shit. I've been having massive neck problems while I've been sleeping to the point where I wake up every morning with a fucking headache. Mm. Like on the left side of my head, left side of my neck's killing me. And I'm like, is it because you're using your my pillow? Yeah. Well, my pillow. I, I, that, <laughs> my pillow, that pillow sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I, I was like, I'm getting to them in my rope. And I'm like, maybe I should go see a chiropractor. I'm like, I don't know what is wrong with me. I think I just need a massage. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine yeah, all these fucking leave. Yeah, I imagine all these guys are just like, well, I'm still open, but business is slow, so I got to pump it up a little bit here. So get get your IV drop, drink your Schweppes, <laughs> and uh, then I can buy a boat next year. <laughs> so another one that was stopped, at least I think he was stopped. The Australian Medical Association put out a warning about a chef who was selling a magic light that he says protects people from the coronavirus. And you can get a magic light to protect you from the virus for a low, low cost of $15,000. Ooh, that is some some kind of magic light. Not a doctor, not a scientist. He's a chef. Chef. You can buy his magic light for $15,000. Did he sell sell any of them? I hope not, but probably. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just need to be less timid, Jared. Yeah, I, yeah. There's just no, no. Uh, Ian, why don't we just sell ten dollars and I'll touch your shoulder, <laughs> and my touch heals you, the coronavirus. Well, ten I, bucks. It, it would be dangerous to say that it heals the coronavirus at this point because they're really starting to crack down on that shit. All right, it'll uh, relieve the symptoms, boost immunity. There you go. <laughs> I can si- I siphon vitamin C out of the air. Who cares? I know that's not true. <laughs> but I siphon it through the air, and then it goes through the pores of my skin, through your clothing, onto your shoulder. And I will wear a glove. <laughs> <laughs> so since I mentioned the cracking down on it, Federal Trade Commission has put out a scam report where uh, they are cracking down on COVID-19 scams. So I would be careful. <laughs> Mm. going that route um also a church i think this was in texas again i'm not sure about that i guess but the church called genesis 2 church of health and healing and by the way there is no genesis 2 in the bible there's genesis there's just one book of genesis so this is genesis 2 God damn it, I thought you were going to throw an electric boogaloo in there. <laughs> I was hoping. Oh, I Jeff, hoping. I beat you by a half second! <laughs> but they were selling bleach as a cure for the, vir- for the virus as well. They were specifically saying that, hey, yeah, this is watered-down bleach. Drink it, and uh, that'll, that'll prevent the virus. Well, once you're dead, the virus won't be interested in you. I suppose that's true. But yeah, the so there some government agencies trying to crack down on that. So you might you might want to be a little careful about that. Why not just take your fish medicine? <laughs> right. What uh, could it yeah, hurt? and along with that, the hydroxychloroquine. Like every study that I hear about now is saying, like, no, we stopped the study. Not only are we saying no, you shouldn't take this, but we stopped the study because people were starting to get really bad heart problems. Please, please stop, stop taking that. Yeah. Yeah, the most recent study, the results they were talking about today, were, yeah, they, they, people, more people died, like a significant number of people died in the test. So they went, yeah, no. What do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? Oh, your life. 
<laughs> that guy is our president. <laughs> yeah. Is quinine in all ginger ales or just Schweppes? No, ginger ale, tonic water. Oh, you said it was in Schweppes. Schweppes makes tonic water. Yeah. They do make other product. Gross. <laughs> Ew, so okay. the guy's telling them to drink straight tonic? Ugh. Yeah, tonic water yeah, is gross. I completely agree with that. The only yeah. use for tonic water is to put it a little bit in gin. Um, yeah, and then it becomes magical. Yeah. yeah, when you put gin in it, it's great and lights yeah. up weird in black lights. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I had an awful experience as a kid downing tonic, thinking it was fucking ginger ale one time and almost throwing up all over the place. Yeah, it, yeah it's that a bit sounds much. Yeah. right. Not all tonic has quinine in it. Traditionally, um, it, it does, but not all what does the f- nowadays. What the fuck is quinine? Uh-huh. It just means anti-parasite. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. It, it's, a, it's a specific yeah, if, chemical. It, yeah, if you make it in a more concentrated form and give it, that's why it fights malaria. Hmm. It's an anti-parasitic. Hmm. I don't know how hydrochloroquine is related, but I know that they are in the same rough family of anti-parasitic. Oh, yeah, also used to treat malaria. Yeah. Mm, yeah. This story's too boring. Schweppes hired this guy to <laughs> <laughs> increase sales. Well, not all tonic <laughs> has quinine in it is probably the point. Probably Schweppes still does. Right. So. I suspect that I, now I, I bet all their I bet their ginger ale club soda and tonic water all have quinine in it. I think that's what gives it the sharp taste. So eh, could be. Oh, Jeff, fact checker says all tonic has quinine. So right. Okay. <laughs> Ray's like, can I please get on with the show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm somewhat entertained. <laughs> and I'm trying to transition into this uh, Tony Spell story, and I just don't know how. So I'm just going to cut to it. Uh, okay. The pastor who defied the uh, Louisiana order to stay inside. Uh, and that he, turd. Yeah. So yeah. he has now said – so he was arrested for that, and he was fined for okay. it. Mm. Then he went back to the church and said, oh, this is this is killing me. Uh, hey, all those $1,200 checks that you got, I think you <clears> should <throat> probably just donate to them to me. This, uh, the balls on this motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Donate your stim- stimulus money. He said that my entire stimulus, my wife's $1,200, my son's $600, it's all being donated. By Damn. the way, he donated <laughs> all of that money to his own fund. Of course he did. Oh, amazing. So, wait a minute. How on earth does this guy make less than $73,000 so that he got a stimulus check? It all goes into the church fund, right? All of his uh, money goes into the church fund. He's he doesn't his, make he he probably gets a is, very is, small is, stipend from the church, mm. right? Uh, but he gets uh, put all of his expenses and vehicles and mortgage and you know vacations all come out of the church fund. Yeah, I mean, do churches need to be like Tax? nobody has to check? Yes. Nobody has to check that shit, right? What they're doing with the money? Correct. No. Oh, what a racket. Ian, that's the one we should get in on. <laughs> Fuck yeah. this shit. Make a church. Just do good in the world with your church, though. Nope. For us, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. We want boats. Boats, motherfucker. <laughs> all right, just don't endanger people's lives then, all right? Hey, I would, I would. what a great transition. <laughs> endangering people's lives. While we're on Tony's spell, uh, there were protesters outside of his church. So he decided to get into the church bus and back over them. Oh my! Yeah. He didn't back so, over them. He got close to them. With he his got backing really up close to them, and <laughs> he got so close to them that he was then arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. The weapon being the bus that mm. he was threatening people with. <laughs> um, so he was arrested again. Uh, this guy is amazing. He can be in our in our news feed for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that was his goal. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was going to say, best case scenario, he gets everybody's check. Worst case scenario, he gets arrested a second time. His notoriety skyrockets. Mm. And when the quarantine is lifted, he'll be... Make a church. Oh, my goodness. He'll have a minimum of three private jets. Yeah. Yeah, he's going from small town, you know, pastor to mega church, pretty damn yep. quick. We love criminals in this country. We really do. Mm. Really do. They're people who love Joe Exotic, and he tried to murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still have not uh, have not caught that show. It's uh, Jared didn't undersell it. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to believe the things that people, you know, just. That it seemed commonplace in some other people's lives. I'm like, I don't know how these people live like this. I mean, really? I don't know. It's a very complex show, surprisingly. Like, it's ridiculous, but I didn't know. Even after the explanation, I didn't know what to expect going into it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> like, they lay it out to you, I think, maybe in the first minute of the show. Hmm. Like, some guy pops on the screen and says, big cat people are the worst people on the planet. <laughs> and that's really the central <laughs> thesis of the whole show. There are no heroes in the show. It's just one villain after another. Bunch of awful people being doing awful the, things. The, oh the, God, the, the most stable guy in the show <laughs> is the one that they think they might have based Scarface off of. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. He seemed nice. <laughs> All right, so while we were on the subject of people trying to, uh, you know, pick people's po pockets during the <laughs> pandemic, that's way too many peas. I didn't mean to be that illiterate. <laughs> uh, Jim Baker is again in our feed. He has. Well, uh, wait, 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 wait. He, yes. he was selling silver and, he, and they told him to stop doing that, right? Yep. Right. Exactly. He, got something, he got something new down mm. the pipeline? Exactly. So he says that we supported the president, and so they wanted to destroy me. God spoke to me a year ago or more that the next thing that's going to happen is that people are going to kill preachers who believe in the Bible. Anyone who preaches against reproductive rights or marriage equality is going to be eliminated. Wow. So he's saying, really, you, you got to really take me into your prayers. You got to think about me. And prayers might not be enough. But since the whole, since I'm being cracked down by corporations and the government who don't want me to sell you, you know, these things that I never claimed that they would cure the virus, but they, so they've stopped me from processing credit cards. You better start sending me checks. You need to send all your money to me via check. All right. Now, this definitely goes back. Do you think this motherfucker actually believes in God? There's not a chance. Okay. No. So now, remember, we were kind of like, well, does he know that this silver shit is bullshit? And does he sit home? But now, you know he goes home with his wife. And he's like, well, I can't take credit cards, so they're going to have to send me cold hard cash now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, he is a horrible person. And people send will send him their money that they need. <sighs> Just remember, people attacked cell phone towers thinking it was the virus. <laughs> yep. Got your tattoo. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she put that on fucking Mount Rushmore right next to the faces of the president. People are stupid, yep. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually way for, for this idea now. <laughs> so three other idiots who the Center for Inquiry page on the, the Morning Heresy uh, called these guys the three stooges of the plague. Dr. Oz, Dr. Drew, and Dr. Phil, they have been getting a ton of airtime on Fox News. I don't know if you guys have seen any of it, but 
but yeah. they are constantly on there. Mm. I I didn't until very recently. As a matter of fact, I might have just seen the clips of it on John Oliver when I heard my wife go, oh, no, was that Dr. Drew? I thought he was cool. And I was like, he is not. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Dr. Drew. Again, it, it might be hanging out with Adam Carolla that turned him into a shitbag. Hmm. Dr. Phil, we always knew was a shitbag. I thought Dr. Oz had some credibility till John, o- John Oliver blew that out of the fucking water. <laughs> and again, I don't understand how, like, you once these people are exposed for who they are, how does anybody? I mean, I guess if you don't watch John Oliver, then you're not going to know that Doctor Oz is selling bullshit to you. Mm-hmm. John Oliver is just a lefty libtard liar. <laughs> Why would I trust him? That's crazy. Nope, they've all all three of them are just Money. tons of nonsense. Yeah, Money. yeah. I think Doctor Drew went crazy after his stint on The Masked Singer. I didn't know he, he was, was on, on The, the Masked Singer. He was. Okay, he's losing a lot of credibility right now. I, last I thought he did was doing was celebrity rehab. But he seemed like he actually wanted to help people. Hey, you know what doctor they're not talking to on Fox News? Fauci? Ablo, the one that's in jail. Oh. <laughs> I don't know Dr. Ablo. Who is that? We talked about him on the show. He got busted for... Uh, oh. What the fuck did he get busted for? It was something. I can't remember what it was, but I told the story how he started out on Howard Stern. And then somehow be- worked his way to Fox News. He was also a... Uh, he was part bot- of Trump's cabinet? No, no, no. He okay. may- you know what? Maybe he was. I don't know. Everybody seems to be part of that at one point. <laughs> I do remember that, yeah, not talking yeah. about it now that you mention it. Yeah, he so- also used to he used to go on the Fox a lot as their body language expert, which, oh. we, as we all know, is fucking horse shit. Yeah. And he would read uh, Obama's body language, and he'd be like, he's going to kill all white people! I can see it in his elbow! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So Dr. Oz, uh, he is on there really touting the whole hydroxychloroquine stuff. Uh, Dr. Dr. Phil, who actually, Dr. Phil was the one that I actually gave some credit to because he actually, for the most part, stuck to psychology and he has a doctorate in psychology. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, But he's not licensed to practice psychology anywhere Hmm. but this week he went on and talked about the fact that the number of people dying there are 45,000 people a year die from automobile accidents 480,000 from cigarettes 360,000 from swimming pools but we don't shut down the country for that but we're still shutting it down for the coronavirus first off Hmm. 360,000 people die in swimming pools (laughs) as we learned that 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 can't be true (laughs) no (laughs) if the Again, this was on uh, John Oliver, so. I also like that he brought the fact that, like, I can't go to Walmart and catch a swimming pool from somebody and come back and there's an in-ground swimming pool in my fucking yard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Dr. Drew, I know the least amount about Dr. Drew. You guys apparently know him better than He made the same argument that the flu, it's no worse than common flu. Common flu kills more people, blah, 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 that same shit. But it's funny when you talk to an actual doctor who doesn't get paid millions of dollars from news networks. Like, I spoke to one, and I was like, well, what's going on? And she was like, "I my, she goes, my daughter lives above my garage, and I won't even stand six feet in, near her. And we both talked to each other on the porch with masks. Hmm. This, is a, this is a real doctor. Right. All right? I Listen, I wouldn't surprise me if Dr. Oz had some money in one of those hydroxychloroquine companies. Uh, Dr. Phil is just an asshole, and Dr. Drew is a dipshit. <laughs> well, 
they're doing it for the money at this point. Yeah, but- there's no, there's a reason they're all on Fox News and no, and not touting this shit anywhere else. Right. right. <laughs> they have sold their souls. So yeah. talking to fucking Cucker Swanson, uh, <laughs> Carlson. <laughs> Tucker. Which which I saw that the other day on a some ad where they now refer to him by his full name. What's his full name? It, well, you know he's heir to the Swanson Chicken Fortune. fortune. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so he has Swanson in his name. That's huh. something else. Oh. Like, I did not know that. Yeah, but he's just a regular guy. He's just a common, common guy. Please. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. <laughs> McNeat. <laughs> so because of all of this misinformation that's being thrown around out there snopes snopes is overwhelmed uh poor snopes they actually said look we're we're not keeping up with this we know we're not keeping up with this we're gonna do what we can but you know some of our people need to take vacation and uh just we can't cover all of it they are getting so many thousand questions a day they just can't handle it wow so i mean that's that's impressive and unfortunate it's well known that Snopes is run by George Soros. <laughs> In certain groups, it is well known. You are correct. Yeah. It's what I was told. So the uh, the little bit about the Dr. Phil craziness, because I thought about this yes. uh, when I watched, uh, you know, his rant about the, well, this happened, you know, these people died doing this, these people died doing this. I feel like he borrowed that you know, almost verbatim from um, every time there's a mass shooting. That's what I hear from the Second Amendment folk. Well, this many people die in cars every year and we don't see people trying to ban cars. And I'm like, Oh fuck, here we go again. Hmm. Yeah. When you, and then, but then you go, well, a car is not specifically bought to fucking kill people with or kill. That, anything. That, is, that is true. It does have other purposes other than, yeah, you can't open a beer. Making can- something else dead. Yeah. <laughs> but also if you want to do the whole automotive uh, firearm conversation, uh, automobiles have to be registered. You have to have a license. You have to go to a school. Mm hmm. Take a test. Now, of course, whenever that is brought up, the response is, yeah, but driving is a, is a privilege, not a right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your health care. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, getting off of the misinformation, there was an article on The Atlantic that I found interesting. It talks about how – it's a very realistic article about how we can proceed in through the summer. The whole reopening process, the whole – trying to figure out how we can do things without, you know, putting other, putting more people at risk. I know the answer. I know the big moneymaker. You need to open up a drive, drive-in drive theater. They are going to be yeah. back in a major way this summer. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't matter because all the movies got moved anyway. Yeah, yeah just show old movies. The people don't care. <laughs> well, some the, people this care. Is, <laughs> this is compl- completely off topic, but the whole Hollywood system could change because of this thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. If things go right, if they decide to release a major picture like a Wonder Woman or a Black Widow or something like that, like straight online, mm. and they make shit tons of money on it, like just as much as they would in a the theater, you'll you'll see every fucking theater die. Yeah, probably. I mean, there, there will be some movies that you need the big screen for, but the number will be a lot lower. I don't know. I mean, yeah, th- I was gonna say I'm with I'm with Jared. It's already on the cusp. Mm. This is I mean, you know, think about how much they have to share with those theaters. That's true. Right, full on full on features. When when Netflix started producing its own movies, that was that was the the tipping point. I think mm. possibly, but like Alpha is saying in Discord, the theaters uh, theaters is a big big industry control yeah. factor, and 
As Not as all, much as the studios, though. As we mm-hmm. all know, though, uh, the mob is heavily into theaters. So, you know, mm. you, you got to... You got to get the mob their cut somehow. So I will take I will take Disney over the mob any fucking day, money wise. <laughs> that, that, that's just what I was I was thinking almost the exact same thing. I was like, the Jews already ran the mob out of Vegas. They can run them out of Hollywood too. <laughs> but in any case, I completely derailed your Atlantic story, and I do apologize. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Pandemic oh, that's, summer. That's fine. Uh, there, there's really, there really. I mean, my. I just really wanted to suggest the article because mm. I, I think it's very interesting. There weren't too many things in there that we haven't already discussed or mm. that aren't obvious if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> but it, it's just the idea of uh, – the main idea of it is don't think that things are going to change at the end of April. There, there's still going to be a whole lot more to this. And dealing with the virus through the summer is a – very real thing that we need to, you know, ready ourselves for mentally. Mm. Oh, we're fucking, you know it. <laughs> you don't think that all these people, when it starts really going down, are just going to be like, oh, it's over. Whereas everybody, where all the smart people are like, look, we might have to change a lot of how the way we live till we get a vaccine for this. Mm. And none of them are going to listen to that. And everybody's going to fuck around in the summer. And then come October, November, bang, we're going to be right in this fucking mess again, if not worse. Yeah, unfortunately, right around the time to vote. Yeah, and that's Mm. not going to look good for Trump. So kind of like, eh, maybe I'll just quarantine myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it won't won't look good for Trump, but also it may drive people away from the the polls or the ballot boxes. Well, well, let me ask you this. Will it drive any of you away? No. No. Then we're fine. (laughs) (laughs) I can. Uh, yeah, I, I, bro- I, I broke down and signed up to vote by mail. Hmm. Since we have so the opportunity, once to vote I learned, by mail. once I learned how rife with fraud it was, yeah. I was going to say, I wanted oh, to so get a point you, in on that. So you want to cheat? I do. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Jeff said that you can't mail in a vote if there is no uh, postal service, which they're trying to, <laughs> to uh, get rid of. I did. I did notice that. That was disappointing. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't think that the, you know, the second bounce of this virus is going to take all the way to fall. I mean, Georgia has already said that they're dropping a bunch of their restrictions. You can go get your haircut in Georgia starting on Monday, Friday, mm. something like that. Friday is when they're doing. So, I, I mean. Oh, so you think it's going to be earlier? Oh, yeah. I think they did not talk to the um, the mayor of Atlanta, and the mayor of Atlanta cannot override the governor. Governor made the law so that um, she can't override him, and she's like, "We're not prepared for this. There's nothing. I can't stop it, and this is going to be a disaster." So, <laughs> Atlanta's a really big city. By the way, that governor of <laughs> <laughs> Georgia. Georgia, what a dope! Yeah. What a dope. But isn't, isn't she? He cheated at one, so I'll give him that. Yeah. Isn't he the one yeah. that uh, said that, you know, you can spread this virus prior to getting symptoms? Nobody knew, isn't Yeah, he, he yeah. just found out that day. It was like yeah. months after everybody else knew. Yeah. That's because he's an idiot. Well, it doesn't take much to be in politics, man. No. I, I, used, I used to think all my arrests would, would hamper me, but I'm starting to think that's not true anymore. They will not, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be a plus in my category for some huh? Yeah, they love criminals. Yeah, they're a man of the people. I mean, come on. He tried to smuggle drugs into a jail? That's me, son. Vote for me. You got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> you need to emulate the, the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, because I think he's got this, the, the same kind of, you know, um, you can get the right wing on your on your side as well, because you have that attitude and that feel to you the same he, as he does. So it might work. It might work. <laughs> I, I think I would blow their minds, because they'd be like, 
damn, he's for Medicare for all, but like refuses to call people they or them. <laughs> like, what's what's going on? I don't understand this. <laughs> he's a straight talker. It's like a new kind of liberal. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you, you would be the you would be the second cat daddy that I would vote for, <laughs> <laughs> and I would never call myself that. <laughs> Yet I'll kiss my cat fifty times a day, <laughs> and bust a motherfucker in the chat. I almost knocked a guy out in Walmart. <laughs> oh. That's the, just the nature of being in Walmart. Well, yeah. He acted like I was the asshole. <laughs> I'm curious what the story is, but uh... well, I was wait I was waiting in line to do the self checkout. Hmm? And everybody's standing six feet apart. They have it clearly marked. This motherfucker rolls up right next to me mm. on my left, and he's standing there. And then the line moves, just inches his way right above in front of me. What? And I go, and at the top of my lines, I go, "Hey, I don't want to be an asshole or anything." I go, "But you know, I was here before you." And he didn't say anything. Mm. And I'm like, "Just let it go, Jared. It's just one person." And then I was like, "Nope." Now it's the principal thing. And I stroll up right next to him, and I go, "Hey," he's like, <laughs> turns to me. I go, "I go, you know, I was ahead of you, right?" And he's like, oh, if it's that big of a deal, by all means, take your spot. And I was like, I am. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out when every other person is in a line, you get in the line. (laughs) Damn, what's wrong with these people not knowing how to queue? I just... Yeah, the the British person in me is appalled. Yeah. The angry person in me is appalled. (laughs) And then for a hot second, when I rolled up, I was like... I did feel like I was like, oh, maybe I am kind of a dick. And I'm like, wait a minute. No. He <laughs> cut me. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the New York Times has a very interesting article. Uh, I found very interesting because there's a lot of questions that I had about. So we're supposed to, you know, you get the mail. Uh, you interact with objects that somebody else that you don't know has just interacted with. How long is the virus on there? How long is the item contaminated? Etc. Etc. Oh, uh, that's easy, right? It's from two hours to three weeks. <laughs> Could right. be anywhere in between. That's, that's kind of <laughs> true. On the surface. Yeah. But this talks about different surfaces and how long the virus can live on the surfaces. And it has questions like, should I change my clothes and shower when I come home from the grocery store? Um, you know, how droplets in the air? How do they interact? So, really quick, the the, the basic thing is, no, you really don't need. To change your clothes and shower when you when you come home from doing stuff, unless maybe if somebody sneezed on you, then mm-hmm. yeah, then maybe you should do that. Uh, droplets in the air, they uh, the virus can live in on air particles or uh, water particles in the air yeah. for a really decent amount of time. However, you move so slowly through the air that. For the most part, air particles go around you, so it's generally not a problem as long as you're wearing some sort of mask. Even a cloth mask can help because that water particle gets caught on the cloth. Then the uh, the virus that's attached to the water particle never makes it into your system. Mm. Um, you should probably clean off your masks after you use them or leave the masks sit for a few days. Uh, as far as clothing, virus only lives on clothing for like between five minutes and three hours. If Somebody sneezed directly on your clothing, and there's a cluster with moisture, then that virus could live up to three hours. If you're just talking about particle in the air on clothing, it's like five minutes because it dries up. Uh, the, the, the liquid is sucked up into the uh, fabric, and it dries up, and the virus dies. Um, I have to say, though, if even if there wasn't a pandemic going on and someone sneezed so close on you that it dampened your clothes and you didn't change your clothes— you're a disgusting human being. <laughs> Agreed. 
Uh, I really hope you weren't staring at that. Well, should I do something about this? Or <laughs> uh, I, I have no argument against that. I'm, I'm no. right on board. Yeah. Um, so the big things are metal, flat metal, and plastics. The virus can live on metal and plastics for an extended period of time. Uh, three days is the common idea that uh, three days, 24 hours on cardboard. So there are some common materials. If you go get your mail, yeah, your mail, you should treat your mail as being contaminated up to 24 hours. However, look at your mail, open your mail, don't touch your face while you're doing it, and then wash your hands after. You'll be fine. Oh, man. Every time I'm taking a step that's good, I realize I did something and fucked up. (laughs) Because, so for instance, like when I go out, you know, I wear the mask, I touch things, I try, don't try to touch my face. Even when I, if I smoke a cigarette, after, like once I've been out, I, if I try to smoke a cigarette, I'll try to pop it into my mouth without touching it and then hold it where I can't do it with my, with my fingers and stuff like that. Or I just won't smoke on my way home. Mm. But today I got out there and I started driving and I lit up a cigarette because I've already been home. So I figured, okay, I can do my normal routine here. And I was like, God damn it. I got the mail before I fucking got in this car. And now I'd already touched the mail and I was like, I fucked. I'm going to get this fucking virus. I just cannot take all these precautions that everybody's doing. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're mentally aware of it, you do take steps when you think about it. It is an improvement. Yeah. It's it's not yeah. 100%. Uh, I get you. But, uh, you know, I'm really shocked that gloves are not a requirement. They are in some places. Not in this country. But, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I the mask is not to protect me. It's to protect other people. Right. For them, it, it's both, right. really. But, but I'm touching everything barehanded. Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's why the whole wash your hands thing. Yeah. It turns out the virus touching your hand doesn't infect you. It's the hand then touching your nose or mouth is what right. infects you. Right. right. And Which if you're I wearing, do constantly. Right. Right. If, if you're wearing gloves, you, I mean, it's you would notice more if you touched your face with gloves on, but the, the same impulse is there if you got an itch on the side of your nose. And if it's on the outside of the glove or the outside of your hand, what the hell is the difference? Use your elbow. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Ars Technica has an article about uh, the new models and what might happen if... Uh, the virus is here to stay. Mm. It goes into pretty much in depth, but what the models predict moving into this, not just the summer, but fall, winter, uh, even into next year. So not not a rosy outlook, but, um, you know, if you want to take a, take a look at it, I thought it would be good to mention. How long before it quietly mutates into something less lethal? So they've been looking at the mutations because it has been mutating. Um, I, I don't remember if this is in the next article, but uh, I, I did read that as the virus has been mutating, they've been looking about how it uh, – I forget what it's called, but the outer the outer portion of the virus that actually attaches to your cells. Um, yeah. When those have been mutating, that portion of the virus, it becomes inert. So its way of attaching to human cells is seems to be fairly precarious. So the danger of it mutating into something else that a vaccine wouldn't affect if we, you know, when we do get to a vaccine is it seems to be highly unlikely. So, of course, the virus can always prove us wrong in that. But the article I read made made it seem like the mutation of this particular virus seems less dangerous than you might think. Cool. But yeah, there are... <laughs> Are there thirty strains? Grinch says that there are thirty strains now. So yeah, and but but back to your original question though. I mean, just because the virus is evolving doesn't mean that the the original one is doesn't isn't still out there. 
So we still, I mean, you know, sure. all of those 30 strains were not on COVID, you know, COVID-19. <laughs> one, through, one through 30 are still there. So... <laughs> <laughs> so and, until it is you know tamped down by people who stop infecting each other and clean all the surfaces or we have a vaccine or we have enough people that there aren't there are enough people that are immune if you know for at least some period of time that there is nobody for the person that has it to infect that's the only thing that really stops it yeah i heard there's like this really weird fine line with with viruses like like if they kill too quickly right they they wipe themselves out if they take too long it's you know it's all different kinds of things and this one's kind of this one is a a a clever evolution because it it spreads before you have symptoms that's why it's been so successful in spreading is because you have it for some indeterminate amount of time whether it's two days or two weeks and you're spreading it actively before you know that you're infected and no thermometer on your forehead is going to find that so that's why the contact tracing and all that stuff is important and figuring out who has it and who they talked to and what store they went to and you know who was in that store at that time. All that stuff needs to happen. And that's, yeah, don't worry. Google and Apple are going to help. Yeah. Yeah. I told somebody else the the constraints on our privacy, it, it's going to be interesting over the next 18 months and how they handle it. What a time to live alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next thing I have is from Kentucky. Uh, just real quick, it's under state news. After a handful of the protesters in Kentucky's, uh, the stay-at-home orders, they came out and protested, uh, Kentucky has announced its highest jump of infection rates. <sighs> Weird, imagine that. I thought that the, the timing was too close, though. I thought they thought that the jump was probably more likely due to Easter and people all going to church. That makes sense. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that too much. Yeah, because the protests just happened over this weekend, right? Yeah, and it usually short takes of, like short of time period. It takes like two and a half, three days for you to start actually getting symptoms. But right, and if you get serious symptoms, it usually takes longer than that. You usually have it for a week or so with symptoms before you start getting really, really ill. Mm. So it lines up better with Easter. Sure, sure. So religion, yay! <laughs> All right. Um, apparently, my next thing that I had is behind a paywall, so I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Fuck the man. Um, so, Mike Pompeo. <sighs> he was... At, I just, it's just so defeating. Uh, he was at a conference... Well, he was joined on a conference call with uh, conservative pastors. Uh, it was all hosted by the Family Research Council, Tony Perkins. Mm. And he said that uh, on this call that he's looking at human rights being the secretary of state. He's looking at how the United States is approaching human rights. And he's like, we, we all know that Christian believers aren't part of the inherent dignity of a human being as they are currently defining human rights. So he says he wants to shift the human rights progress into more of what are a set of God-given rights. Mm-hmm. That every human being possesses by nature, so he's the- healthcare not being one of them. Right? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> yeah, and any sort of LGBTQ rights is also not part of it. He of course not. He didn't specifically say LGBTQ, but he said that there are things that are not included in the fundamental moorings of the Judeo-Christian tradition. And he wants to have he wants to work toward removing those from the human rights standpoint uh, that the United States is taking. Wow, 
So, I mean, it's, you know, quote unquote dog whistle. It's not really dog whistle. It's, it's a whistle um, <laughs> saying to the people of that back Trump that, yeah, we're going to con- continue attacking the LGBTQ rights and uh, the rights of uh, anyone who isn't Christian. He even mentioned mm-hmm. as a Christian, this is part of, uh, you know, my fundamental beliefs. And that, that is a, a direct signal to them that, you know, Trump is the person. You better get him reelected. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Meanwhile, since we're on LGBTQ rights, a bunch of activists have been protesting outside of the Samaritan's Purse Field Hospital, uh, which is outside. It's in uh, Central Park in New York City. So the Samaritan's Purse is a very specifically a Christian organization. They have put up a field hospital to help with the coronavirus uh, in New York, which, you know, Good for them, except that they have a letter that you have to sign. So if you go to volunteer there, you have to sign a letter saying that you uh, it's a statement of faith Mm. and it specifically has anti-gay rhetoric in it. So you have to sign this before you are able to help at their tents. And so this has incurred protesters to uh, to show up at their at their tents. Good. Yeah. Fucking ass. What the fuck? Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is so not Christian. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hypocrites, man. Yeah. Wow. Can we start an atheist hospital? Most of <laughs> where them you are. have to where you have to sign something saying you don't believe in any higher power. And if you do, um, we're not gonna heal you. In Go order heal to your get scu- in order to get service at the hospital, you have to you have to blaspheme on the way in. Like Yeah. What about yeah. no, I think they're so they're more saying in order to work at the hospital, you have to not be a believer. True. That's what we would I, I, I would mean, granted, much rather it, my doctor was not a believer. Thank you very much. Right. I mean, but granted, like <laughs> if you really wanted to help somebody and you're like, Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna help your whatever, I'll sign your dumbass fucking thing. It doesn't mean anything. And mm. it really doesn't. You know, well, it's like being baptized by people, uh, it, you know, involuntarily. Yeah. It doesn't mean I anything. Mean, yeah, <laughs> on principle, I would love to crumple it up and throw it in their fucking face, mm. but you know, we're, we are talking about human lives here that you're trying to save. So, you know, in a pinch, if it was the only place I could go and I was a, a medical worker, I'd be like, whatever, I'll sign your dumbass thing. God doesn't even exist anyway. Yeah. I'll sign it in fucking blood if you want. Doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> Part of the problem is, and this links into my next article from NBC News, that the the trope, the idea that the religious liberty trope is causing a, a, a hit on how people view the LGBTQ movement. So Mm. it says that most Americans of the ones surveyed say that non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ individuals is it's at a five year high. However, the number of people who are opposed to allowing small businesses to refuse products to gays has gone down. So people still think you should have rights but the whole religious liberty thing of well, if they're religious, you have to you have to make exceptions for them because they don't believe that they should serve gay people. That that trope has been is becoming more accepted, according mm. to this poll. Maybe because it runs into that weird argument that Ian and I are always like, well, if it's your business, why can't you do what you want with it? Sure, but it, it, it yeah, but it, same argument with the slippery slope. So I say I don't right. want to serve black people or Asian people now. Because that's evidently who we're discriminating Ooh, against at the you moment. Just, you just put Ian into red alert. <laughs> uh oh, wait, why am I in red alert? She said slippery slope. I did. <laughs> I do hate the I do hate the slippery slope. 
I don't find that slope particularly slippery, but we'll just take it to the Supreme Court. Fuck them. <laughs> they don't deserve services. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. They're, they're wrong, and everybody knows they're yeah. wrong, but um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Do we, do we all, let the free it's, market it's all... dictate the decline of their business? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fake free market. Mm-hmm. I do support that as well. Well, I mean, there's some truth to it, because if I found out there was, like, a delicatessen in town that wouldn't serve gay people, I wouldn't go there. Do you sure. go to Chick-fil-A? Fuck no. I also do I will. I will not go to chick fil For the reason that you're inferring. Yeah. yeah. I but mean, they I- are, but the, the, every time they come up in the public, they do gangbuster business. So the, yeah. por- the court of public opinion has spoken, and they are, go- are going to continue well, to succeed. where are most Chick-fil-A's located? Mm. Down south. But- in southern state. There ain't no fucking Chick-fil-A's up here. Really? There's, there's, there's one in the, one in State there's College. Two in State Is there College. Really? There's two in State College. Yep. Two? Yeah. Two. Two. Yep. There's one on campus and one out by Target. How the fuck does a Chick Fil A survive in a college town? Oh my God! There's two. There's, there's one right in the heart of Central Campus. Wow. Yeah. And their nuggets yeah, they, are good. They, is the problem. <laughs> yeah, they drove out. They ran out both all the KFCs. One KFC just recently reopened. Mm. That is wow. the argument. I mean, their their chicken is uh, really good, and I know this because yeah. I I ate there before I understood what the their business practice was. It was super convenient when I worked in the center of campus. Mm. But you know, uh, honestly, I don't care how fucking good. I mean, I've eaten at Chick Fil A too, but prior to me having that knowledge, I was like, yeah, it's good, but not good enough that I crave it night and day like no. Kenny Rogers roasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was some good chicken. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got about that. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, I guess I'm wrong then. I thought it was a primarily a Southern thing. And uh, so that's why I would always do so well. But I mean, I have never seen one around here. I've never seen one in the city. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they're pretty. They're in a lot of malls up in um, central Pennsylvania, at least. <laughs> what the fuck is a mall? <laughs> <laughs> Shopping centers, whatever. Uh, I'm not, I haven't set foot in a mall in years. <laughs> So I've got this article that I wanted to mention. It's on AboveTheLaw.com. It talks about religious liberty dispute, specifically one that is in Kentucky, that uh, really it's it's not confined to, to Kentucky in any way. And the one argument that it makes I thought was very much worth repeating. The, the idea behind this article is that Christianity is at a point where it's enjoying a lot of favoritism in federal law. I think that's very clear by everything we discussed on the show previously. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court has forced citizens through taxation to provide financial support for Christian symbols. So you're taxed and your money goes to support the 40-foot cross over in whatever place that it is. If a 40-foot crescent moon of Islam in the same municipality wants to force you to provide financial support instead of the cross, the legal outcome would be entirely different. Yet, we are somehow maintaining the notion that religious equality is what is the standard. And the one thing that it says is when citizens are told by their courts that their faith is under constant assault by their own government, or that certain others, like secularists, Muslims, or liberals, are massing and coming to take their faith, it puts citizens into a combative frame of mind against anyone who has a different viewpoint than them. So I think that's that's really what you're seeing. And the idea that religious liberty is like a a war cry to them now, I think it really is. It's becoming a big war cry. No doubt. 
and 100% purposeful. Had a discussion on Facebook. A guy posted saying, I'm, "I'm, you know, we haven't seen one of these suicide cults in a while. Where, where is the, you know, where's the next cult coming from?" One, I don't think he listens to this show, but uh, he mm-hmm. said he was worried about that happening again. I posted and said, "I'm not worried about the suicide cult. I'm worried about the uh, the larger cults who want to take control of your government and force their own morals on on top of." what you believe. Mm. I'd hate to swing it around to this, but that guy obviously hasn't watched Tiger King yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't, so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made that yeah. jump. It's cult-like. So I thought this was amusing. There's a new Japanese religion. It claims that it can cure COVID-19. Uh-oh. It is called Happy Science. That's literally the name. With Jared and Ian. <laughs> People are saying that it is the Japanese answer to Scientology. Oh, uh, sure. They talk about spiritual vaccines for a fee. Of and, course. <laughs> uh, you can be blessed with ritual p- prayer to ward off or cure the virus. Oh, man. Their leader cha- says he channels Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And <laughs> not just Freddie Mercury, but a lot of He says he also can channel Obama. Oh. Wow. He can channel live people. <laughs> huh. This fucking place is all, it's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> he completely shuns reporters. Like if a reporter comes around, he's nowhere to be found. Uh, he, when asked about this article, uh, his handlers said that he wasn't going to provide a statement. Uh, he claims to, or his followers regard him as, I wouldn't say he claims because we don't know directly, but his followers say that he is the incarnation of a supreme being from Venus. Oh. And he has followers? Yeah. Is there anything people will not fucking believe? <laughs> like, it just seems so insane to me to be like, I could start a religion and tell people I channel Obama. And I think, oh, damn it, you're right, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> stop right there stop right there nice just so in case you're listening Jeff posted people are stupid Jared a reminder uh, so, but I'm just yeah. shocked by how stupid sometimes yeah they claim that happy science has 11 million members mm. which seems very <laughs> unlikely that does seem unlikely but it gives it gives people hope and that's the one thing that um, people will set aside a lot for, is hope. Jeff just joined. <laughs> Jeff's looking for some hope. <laughs> so when his wife left him and the group in 2011, she said that the real estimate of membership was around 30,000, which is still, that still seems high, but they claim 11 million. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. Hmm. All right. And the last thing that I've got, and I'm wrapping up because of the, the we're running a little long. The guy, if you remember, uh, what did he do? The guy who we talked about who was talking in tongues during his service, and he mm. pulled out the uh, his his cell phone to look at like a tweet or something as he was speaking in tongues to his con- congregation. It, clearly, he is a, a total believer in this whole tongues thing. He's so distracted by the phone call that is speaking in tongues just had to go on uh he's made it into my feed again because he is defying the coronavirus uh edict is to stay at home and he's having a service anyway but if you watch the video he's actually just talking to uh puppets and mannequins and cardboard cutouts <laughs> and he then goes through the audience 
and uh, shows the signs that they're holding up and the, uh, the uh, what are they called? The uh, offering envelopes that are being donated to his church by the, by the puppets. <laughs> this guy is nuts. <laughs> wow. Uh, in any case, there's a link to uh, the Friendly Atheist website where the video, you can watch the video. It is, whew, this guy is amazing. You can scrub through the video. Yeah, it's it's an audience full of puppets with little signs. Yeah. That is amazing. They're, they're, they're even social distancing. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> not all of them. Hmm. Wow. So that's how, that's one way to get yourself into the news. We're not going to mm. mention his name, I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, I don't care. But the one thing that uh, uh, was said on The Friendly Atheist, Jeff Dunham, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a whole congregation of them. All right, that's that's it. That's all I got. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about or bring up? Negative. Nope. All right. I think Jared just wants to wrap up at this point. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he is fully reclined. <laughs> yep. You can see me now. <laughs> all right. And that's all we've got for this week. I uh, appreciate the, those of you who could join us. Also, any, anyone who does support the podcast, really appreciate it. If you enjoy the podcast, you can support it as well by going to our Patreon page and signing up. You could uh, join us here on Discord. If you can't do that, please uh, go to iTunes and leave a review or wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, again, you can go to the Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a whole slew of podcasts at soon-to-be-named-network.com uh, devoted to all sorts of topics. I want to thank everyone again for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.